to you from our basement. This is Exhausted. I'm Heather. And I'm John. Heather. Hmm. How are you this evening? Okay. We have just finished up a week of holidays. Yes, you did have holidays. I did not much. We stayed home. I shaved my beard. Yes, I'm looking at very young John right now. Yes, I am a baby. <laughs> a mere child. <laughs> Innocent to the ways of the world. Something, something, something. We watched an episode of The X-Files today. It's called Jose Chung's From Outer Space. It's so funny and silly and goofy. I, I think it's the most time we've ever really laughed in an episode of The X-Files. Yeah, I think to start, I think it'll make sense just to say up front that I think you and I both really enjoyed this episode. Mm. It is possibly one of my favorite episodes of the show so far, but I think that, and the reason we're loading that up front is because I'm not sure how the best way to talk about this episode is. And so if it doesn't, if what we say, I mean, if you've, I mean, if you're listening to this and have already seen it, then you'll probably know what's going on. If you are listening to this and haven't seen it, it I don't know if we're gonna, what we're going to say is going to make any amount of sense. So I'm just going to say beforehand that we really liked it, thought it was really hilarious, and then we'll try and get to the process of describing what we just watched. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, hopefully we do justice. <clears throat> Because I don't think that doing it plot by plot is going to be, or like covering it strictly in terms of like chronological stuff is going to be the way to do it. Because I think what just keep going back to each person's events, what they. I mean, so this this episode, the, the the first scene that you see, is a uh is a woman and a man, a young a young woman and a man on a date. And the man says to the woman, the young man says to the woman, I, I, I'm falling in love with you. And she says, that's sweet, but we've only, this is only our first date. We should spend some time getting to know each other. And then, uh, then there's their car runs out of, uh, their car just stops and the, uh, and there's aliens, a, there's a flash of light. You see a UFO, you see aliens <laughs> walking towards them and, uh, and, they take uh and the and the young man disappears the woman stays in the car um and the way that this is shot and and essentially the reason this is potentially interesting is that like some of the superficial details line up with some of the other abductions that we've seen but the way that it's shot and presented doesn't correspond in any way shape or form to how this show is good. It, it it looks like a bad parody version of itself, um, including the opening shot of that scene, which is of black space. And then this triangle mechanical triangle shape thing just sort of slowly f- goes into frame. Essentially it's, it's totally trying to do the star destroyer, opening shot of star wars a new hope um and then you see it's not just like this show has always dealt in this show has always dealt in uh like trying to obscure or not really show aliens but this you get very clear unmistakable 
two aliens. Oh no, what was it? There was there was there's two sort of grayish looking aliens that you normally see, but then there's a third spaceship monstrous that, with some like really bad mon like red <laughs> monstery kind of thing that starts fighting the other two aliens. You're like, what and, is this? And it's so bad. <laughs> he, we, at first, he thought it was like a movie within a series. I, I it <coughs> I, it was hard to get a read on what that was initially, um, but then you with it very quickly you learn that what this what this episode is almost entirely is that none of what is happening and almost nothing that you see in. This episode are things that actually happened. You, what you are seeing is a heightened people's reality, a version, a, a version interpretation. of interpretation, people's interpretation of it. And so the like almost every scene that you're watching is sort of a <clears throat> someone's telling the story, and because someone's telling the story, the the dialogue is slightly different. <laughs> the 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 like visuals the and the. <laughs> like the the way that the cinematography works is is different than it normally does the the costumes are wild and bad and it's it's um and so everything sort of takes place in this level of abstraction like that is separate from even the show's typical way of uh presenting itself because i guess because it's telling somebody is telling a story i think they just wanted to maybe they wanted to mock themselves or they're well i think what they're trying to do is they're like they're trying to (laughs) present the unreliability of people's memories and stories Mm -hmm. like and so they're trying to come up with a way to Mm -hmm. not just have the same actors perform the same scenes completely straight they they want to do it in a way that like really drives home to you the audience that what you're watching is not in any way shape or form real or in or if if it's based in reality it is not it is exaggerated and like hyperbolic and weird and um and so then when you come back from the break you have scully talking to a author who's played by charles nelson riley Mm -hmm. and he explains to her that what he wants to do um is to basically write a book um that is supposed to be unlike counter to his normal fiction stuff uh and it and it's noted that scully is a big fan of his of his work but unlike the uh unlike the other stuff that he's written this is going to be a uh a non-science fiction science fiction book in the sense that he is going to write a completely true account wink wink of (laughs) uh uh of the alien abduction case that Mulder and Scully were a part of. And the uh and so everything that happens from there including by implication the scene you saw beforehand is in fact testimony. It is people's memories. It's uh and so everyone uses this as an excuse to just the episode is constructed in such a way that everyone is just encouraged to like 
ham it up and go wild mm-hmm. um do you remember what do you remember what this you remember where the story starts uh with the girl do they go and uh they f- they go back there they're in the story they're talking about having found the girl and they thought it was after like the abduction rape case or something like yes that. they thought <clears throat> that the, the the young man had raped her um and he uh so they go and interrogate the the young man he says that he was abducted by aliens and that he doesn't know why um he doesn't know why the girl doesn't remember this and this is i think our introduction to the sort of main local police detective that's sort of running with scully and Mulder. and his main trait in the episode is that he keeps saying bleep and and and, 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 be, and, be, and because this is a <clears throat> an abstraction a testimony he's like well we know he doesn't say bleep <laughs> and personally that i thought that was a really clever joke because it allows them to have a character who curses a whole lot without actually having him curse it's like how Balsar galactica used frack instead of fuck like that allows them to just say fuck a whole bunch um but change the meaning so we all know that they're sick it's like a metaphor we all know that they're saying fuck but they're saying frack um mm-hmm. And, uh, and so he just says bleep a whole bunch, which is definitely like, that's definitely intentionally part of the, the comedy of it. Um, but yeah, they, they, they talk to him and he sticks to his, his story and actually passes a lie detector test about it, I think. Right. No. So I thought he passed a lie detector test about his story on the, about being abducted. With the boy? Yeah, until at least until Mulder and no, Scully they, got there. What was it? Uh, for his story, they think he was lying, so they weren't going to give him the lie detector test. Shit, if I know. I mean, <laughs> let, let's add one more meta layer to this whole thing of I can't even remember what I just watched. Yeah, so the girl thinks she was potentially raped. The boy thinks they were abducted. So then they get the girl under hypnosis to try to figure out if she remembered anything. And then they're in this room. The looks f- like and some the first thing that, uh, the first thing that they, uh, the first thing that, th- uh, she, or when she goes under hypnosis, she remembers seeing, uh, aliens and she sees the boy next to her on the table. And she's more or less, you know, corroborates his story, um, while under hypnosis. And Scully seems to think that there's that hypnosis, while having some therapeutic value, is not good for memories. In fact, there's a bigger chance that people will lie, especially if they're you know under the power of suggestion. Like if you you could easily be led to say things that you remember that you didn't because you know you're more vulnerable. Let's say, um, and I remember. I think and the 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 way that the hypnosis scenes were filmed I noticed how like all of the pe- like the the doc- the way the camera was framed and the way all the actors are framed like the doctor was in the middle of the shot and then in the background the like Mulder and Scully and the other people were just sort of all strategically placed it was a very weirdly symmetrical mm-hmm. like again just <laughs> contributing to the 
like dream logic of the whole thing of like this that's not it's so perfect it doesn't seem real um do you remember where we where they go after the hypnosis i think they wanted to speak with the boy because they they do speak to him to get his story again and they wanted him to take a lie detector test but he's like no this time around he said no and then I'm not sure exactly what happened right after that. Oh, yeah. They kept flipping back to uh, Scully and the author that she's describing her story to. I think, yeah, like at a certain point, I lose some of track of the specifics. But we could also like, I mean, essentially, a lot of it becomes uh, the various people that they talk to and the stories that they tell. So at one like, point they find an eye, they find a, uh, and she's like, a what, um, a, what are they? Um, there, there's a guy who witnessed the accident or uh, who witnessed the quote unquote abduction and, and wrote it all down and wrote it all down <laughs> in a manifesto. Like, um, the men in black came. And he, yes, he, they end up talking to, he ends up talking to Mulder and, Scully, uh, Mulder and Scully and gives them his manifesto and basically says that if you read this, your life is in danger. And he says that the reason is because when I was writing this down, I was visited by, uh, by men in black and the, and the men in black, some <clears throat> ma- magically open his garage door. They drive their old fifties, completely black car into his garage and get out. And one of the men in black played by Jesse Ventura, uh, professional wrestler. And I, I don't think he would have been governor of Minnesota by that point. So he would have just been performer, professional wrestler starts talking to him about how most alien abduct or some alien abductions are hoaxes perpetrated by the government in order to, um, discredit people who want to find the truth of actual alien abductions. So, um, He's saying that this is this has nothing to do with aliens. This is you're you're wrong, and basically threatens him, and mm-hmm. then him and the other man in black, who we have not seen yet, uh, get into their car and uh, and drive away. Um, again, it is it, presented in like a these people these rando strangers just drive into open your garage door, drive in, threaten you, and then leave. Mm-hmm. Um, presented as very matter of factly with something that is so wild and bonkers. Um, we also get, and then, and, and so they, they they read through his manifesto and it at least at the beginning corroborates the boy's story, but then it kind of goes off the rails when the, if you go back to the first scene where there's the two great aliens and then there's the red monster. monster from the second ship that's fighting the two aliens, he then starts talking to uh he then starts talking to the witness and saying a bunch of things that are <laughs> if they were true would be like really bad sci-fi. And actually, now that I think about it, because all of this is being like this is there is at least one if not two or three levels of abstraction from reality though the witness what the witness 
quote unquote writes down in his journal might not even be what he thinks he said. It might be the author's interpretation of what he said. Because I think ultimately this whole thing, this whole episode ends up becoming the book that the guy writes. Yeah. And so every single, like, regardless of which layer of reality, it, there's almost, it's almost like Inception in a sense. There's several <laughs> layers of reality that potentially we're working with here. And I don't think that his crazy uh, alien dialogue is necessarily even <laughs> what he actually thinks. It's just what the author put in his book. I like the uh, witness who f- said he found an alien. <laughs> So there's the, the <laughs> other, like the, the, the other witness is the, and I didn't catch this at the time, but this was the guy, this was, um, a electrician working on some power lines. He was, that's where the original Star Destroyer Star Wars reference came was because what it, when you pulled back from the quote unquote Star Destroyer shot, you just saw that it was the underside of a you know, those electric trucks with the little buckets that raise higher so that they can work on stuff. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. the guy in that, in that thing. So he saw, he saw things and then, um, he was to, to call him a shut in, a lonely shut in nerd type. <laughs> uh, it's probably generous. Although again, this is so much abstraction. You could, it could be very exaggerated, yeah. but he even like in his quote unquote interview with uh, the, the author, author, he says that he hates people and he wants to, be, he just wants to be abducted or go somewhere where he doesn't have to get a job. Yeah. I just <laughs> like how he describes Scully and Mulder of his meeting of them where well, they were probably like aliens or something. So they, <clears throat> so he goes and uh, I think because the, the cursing detective uh, tells oh, yes. Mulder and Scully that they have someone who claims to have found the alien body. And then uh, you get that scene described by the electrician witness guy to the author. So again, people aren't acting actually how they are. They're acting funny, weird. And he describes Scully as being a man dressed as a woman, but not being able to successfully convincingly dress and portray a woman yeah her hair is too red um and then he thought that Mulder was a robot oh yeah mandroid was it yeah mandroid i think was the term he used (laughs) (laughs) well i guess sometimes the way he portrays himself you have to wonder and they go they find the the body and as soon as they find the body the single best moment in the entire episode Mulder looks and goes, ah! He is like a childish female. Yeah, like a frightened school kid or something. I thought that was one of the funniest. And they, of course, um, they let him in on the autopsy, which somehow got around and wasn't completed, um, shown. Which is is wild because (laughs) the, like, they found what looked like an alien body and they let him go to the autopsy which Scully, when in her own conversation with the author, verifies, again, he could be making that up, but it at least passes one sniff test. The problem is, is that why would you let that kid in there? I mean, unless you're so sure that it wasn't an alien that you're like, 
let's let's just prove this kid wrong and shut him down yeah um, so of course they find out it was just a suit and then he like then becomes sick He's like, oh shit, it's a real dead body. <laughs> I like that he was totally fine as when he saw it when, when, <laughs> the near the dead alien body, but as soon as he's like, it's just a dead human person. He's like, goes off, runs to puke because he's like, ah. And the, um, so we know that that was actually just a person in an alien mask. The, we're also treated to the fact that apparently this young man sold his tape to that alien that fake alien oh yeah you person we saw from a few episodes back uh and he edits the footage to show because he had a he had a camera with him and he was filming it and of course they caught the part at the end when he's like oh it's not a person or it's a person not a alien but they take off that part and 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 fill and sell it as one as another one of those if alien autopsy uncovered uh kind of videos which i thought was clever and funny and good um one thing that i know has happened by this point is that they do around this time they also do a Mulder is convinced that it might not actually be aliens that uh so he has the girl government yeah he thinks that it's the government um faking alien abductions and so he has the girl hypnotized a second time and they're able to go deeper um so that when she remembers the alien hypnosis they actually get her to um and again like she could have been led into this suggestion but she what she sees the second time around is actually a bunch of army people who are hypnotizing her and telling her that she's being you know abducted by aliens so the 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 what Mulder thinks is now it's the government who is faking UFO abductions, um, which bears a thematic semblance to some of the other, like the way that the men in black are supposed to be acting really weird so that no one will believe them. And so they're thinking, well, we're going to fake these alien abductions so that, uh, when alien abductions actually do happen, no one believes them. Or like it's, uh, people think they've been abducted, but they haven't really, but we're going to, um, uh, to conceal our true purpose and be, but which it's never really clear why, what the government's motives might be, but Mulder being convinced that there is a government presence in this thing. Um, he has uh, Scully check the dead human, not the alien, uh, against military records, and they find that it was an AWOL soldier, so that's good. Uh, That seems to confirm Mulder's growing suspicion that it's in fact not aliens, but somehow some kind of government fake UFO uh, abduction thingy. And like five seconds later, some army people show up and start demanding access to that person not knowing that he's dead yes and it was funny he's like oh yeah and he he realizes oh there was somebody else probably with him because of the stories of the aliens two aliens um he manages to get the name out of the guy as if they knew it but it's like that was a really good trick that uh because Mulder suspecting that there was a second person says to the army person oh you we have the uh, we have the other 
the other pilot as well and they're like oh you mean sergeant so-and-so and he was like yes clearly he he's, he's just back oh oops Wait. we thought we just had him uh and then of course the guy that they were autopsying was no longer there when they went into the room he had disappeared and is there anything much i think is there anything left besides them going to the crash site or um so he finds the other guy who is supposed to be the alien takes him to a diner gets him to talk about stuff and basically says that they the military basically confirmed Mulder's story that he was a pilot of an advanced human airship that he would dress up as an alien and then they would go abduct random kids again it's never really stated for what purpose at least i don't think i'd remember it being there but then uh the army people show up and and abduct him the author then says he talked to the person running the diner where they had this meeting and said that Mulder didn't do any of that 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 the guy didn't show up he just showed up ordered absurd amounts of pie and asking a bunch of really simple questions again a very good comedic moment uh and at the very least involving David Duchovny eating a lot of pie. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like the the part with the men in black in Scully's room and how she's not really <laughs> paying attention. So, and remembers and doesn't really remember anything. So that I think that's the last one before the crash site. Yeah. So Mulder gets back to his to her the place where they're staying and she's not in the room the two men in black are one of which being jesse ventura and the other of which is portrayed by alex trebek um and and they basically just say like hey we've hypnotized scully you know trying to do the same song and dance about oh the government's trying to you know Mm -hmm. uh do fake alien abductions so that uh to to obscure the real ones uh and Mulder's like well you also act funny to uh discredit people who say they've met you and when Mul- when Scully wakes up the next morning she doesn't uh remember anything that happened but and it's just it's Mulder just what Mulder yeah <laughs> and when and she says that Mulder was in her room the next morning the author is like huh hmm. interesting which is which is a nice moment, and then the episode ends when they go and find a crash site of a um of a military aircraft. They find at least one of the pilots uh both of them bo- both of them yeah, both of them dead. They assume that that's the end of you know that's what people were seeing as UFOs and unfortunately, and then that's essentially the end of the story where. Scully's like, there's not really more, much more closure than that. Um, and so we don't know really what happened with the boy and the girl. We don't know about anything else. And then he just sort of like writes endings for each of the characters um, as he wraps up his book, quote unquote. Uh, and so Mul- even though they're given different names, Mul- uh, Mulder, Scully, the detective, the girl, the boy, they're all given sort of endings to the end of this nonfiction book which is essentially what we've been watching the whole time yeah um is a sort of like weird almost stage play version of the x-files 
again, this episode was very good. And yeah, it was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Me too. Our and next- it's so cheesy, like a cheesy alien movie brought into the X-Files. I did. I know that we don't do a lot of research for this show. I did look up this one and apparently uh jillian anderson was quoted as saying that these kinds of episodes are like dessert i mean essentially it's you know which sounds like you know the rest of the stuff will be good is sort of like car this is like the the the, this is the fun one Mm -hmm. this is the the goofy one that everyone sort of gets to you know let loose a little bit so that seems entirely consistent and is one of the better ones i think Mm mm-hmm Next week episode is called Avatar. Yes. And obviously it has nothing to do with James Cameron movie of the same name. But this came out way before that. But hopefully we might see some blue cat people. <laughs> Looking forward to it. We'll have to find out next time. Thanks for listening. Nice.